0: This reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the yours
1: Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger?
0: It doesn't matter! what you think. You're listening to the Our Take podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know,
1: all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get like the full head and.
0: Uh, It was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the R-Take Podcast.
1: From Scary Fair Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the R-Take Podcast, episode 47. I'm Brian.
0: I am Spencer. Welcome to a new episode. Yeah.
1: It is March the 27th on this day in history in 1998 viagra is approved by the fda that's so Changed weird. the
0: world my friend and nine months later i was not <laughs> 1998 how old was i in 98 I, oh. I was 12 Ooh, this
1: is another one huh you oh man 1977 on this day in history the worst air crash in history occurs in spain
0: Is it uh, the two 747s?
1: 583 people died when two Boeing 747 aircraft collided on the runway. Uh, What's
0: the name of the airport? Uh, Tenerife? Yeah. Tenerife?
1: Yeah. Tenerife. Tenerife? Yeah. That's right.
0: I wrote a report about that in my... Was one landing? (sighs) I think they actually took off into each other, if I remember right. Like, that's crazy. They were... I can't remember. I'm that per- sucks. It was uh it was mostly the controller's fault if I remember correctly.
1: Huh. Ugh. That's a bad one.
0: Sorry. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> anyway, yep.
1: you know what? People find us at the Arctic Pod, please, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Talk to us, share your thoughts with us. Uh, you know, if you hate us, it's cool. Let <laughs> us know. Via Facebook. Uh, we have a new thing we're gonna do. Spencer, you were just in my bathroom.
0: Yeah, I was taking the longest pee.
1: And you found this book I have that I think my mom got me. Nice. 1,001 Dumbest Things Ever Said Yeah. by one Stephen D. Price. Oh. He didn't say these things, obviously. <laughs> I hope we don't get to something that I've, like, said. <laughs> it has <laughs> us in here. Yeah. So I'm just going to open to a random page. So, like, give me a page number. It goes to 1, oh, no, I'm sorry, 2.30, 2.41.
0: It goes to 2.41. Let's do 2.20. Six. Can you hear this?
1: Two okay. twenty-six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. This this is a dialogue one. Okay? Oh, okay. And it's uh, it's titled "The Law Is an Ass: Wacky Testimony." <laughs> Believe it or not, the following exchanges are gleaned from stenographers' reports of actual court cases. <laughs> uh, attorney, doctor, how many autopsies have you performed on dead people? Witness, all my opto- autopsies are performed on dead people. <laughs> Attorney, do you recall the time that you examined the body? Witness, the autopsy started around 8.30 p.m. Attorney, and Mr. Dennington was dead at the time? Witness, no. He was sitting on the table wondering why I was doing an autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> Attorney, doctor, before you performed the autopsy, did you check for a pulse? Witness, no. Attorney, did you check for blood pressure? Witness, no. Attorney did you check for breathing? Witness, no attorney, so then it is possible that the patient was alive when you began the autopsy. Witness, no <laughs> attorney, how can you be so sure, Doctor? Witness, because his brain was sitting on my desk in a jar, <laughs> oh my God, attorney, but could the patient have still been alive, nevertheless? <laughs> Oh my God! Witness, it is possible that he could have been alive and practicing law somewhere.
0: <laughs> That's right, a good book. See, we'll see how I that translates like, to the I podcast. I feel like I would, uh, at some point, if I was in court, I would get contempt of court. They would. Oh man! Well, especially these guys who testify all the time, right? You know, it's <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> Speaking of testifying all the time, no. Um, the other testify. day. Um so you have you have Google Maps, right? I do. Use it every day. Um so this is a newer ish feature. It's probably been around for a year or so, maybe more. But um right now, like when I leave in the morning, yeah. it'll pop up and say, um, that tells you how long? How long of a drive I have to get to work. Yeah. Has so,
1: yours been messing up?
0: No. Oh. Well, I don't know. Mine I don't has. always pay that much attention to it. <laughs> okay. But the other day it came on. And I realized it was telling me how long it was going to get take me to get to Chick Fil A. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I forgot because it learns it learns, yeah. your, be- <laughs> it learns your behaviors, <laughs> and I just was
0: like, "Oh, oh man, man. I, might, this, I might have an issue." <laughs> this is how this is how
1: the government <laughs> takes over. <laughs> Uh, t- hey, just FYI, <laughs> take you about seven minutes to get to Chick-fil-A right now. I'm not sure if you're interested. <laughs> oh,
0: so, that's good uh, stuff. I, this particular time, I was not on my way to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> but I did think about it. Do, do you think that Google Maps is like, what the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> you
1: always it's go to like Chick-fil-A right, go to- right now. <laughs> It's that time of day. What, what is this McDonald's business?
0: <laughs> Something must be wrong with our satellites. Let's I wish you know if it was going to do that. I wish it'd go ahead and order ahead for me too. Right? Like, yeah. Oh man, that'd be so. Uh, awesome. I'm on my way to Chick Fil A, and we've ordered you a number <laughs> yeah, one with just a large chocolate shake. <laughs> it, oh. just, it doesn't even say how long. It <laughs> yeah. just says your order
1: at Chick Fil A will
0: be ready in ten minutes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be no. Your order at Chick Fil A will be ready by the time you get there if you leave now. <laughs> Oh man, I hope that's the future. Oh. <laughs> combines everything. Uh, <laughs> and then it'll be like by the time you get
0: hungry. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. I'd be down. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind if my phone just told me what I felt like for dinner. That would be awesome. You feel like Mexican food. I'm like, oh, you know what, Google? I do <laughs> you know feel like Mexican so well. food. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh no, mine's been messing up. Like I'll be I'll get out of the shower and I'll tap on my phone to see what the commute is saying, Uh-huh. you know, and it'll be like major delays, hour and a half delays. So I'll open it and then go to the actual directions, uh-huh. you know, and click start, and, it, and it's just normal time. Normal traffic? Like, what are you, come on, what are you doing? I don't know, it's trying to Give scare you. Give me a little you. heart attack, trying to you, know? get you It's going to get you worried. Yeah, I do say, okay, so I have some good news. Okay. Uh, Mayor of North Ogden, who was... Tragically killed in Afghanistan uh-huh. uh by, man, it was by Afghans who were supposed to be good, if, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the mayor of a town just north of us here, it uh, was pretty tragic. He was a major. Uh, the president, Donald Trump, he signed a bill on Thursday brought before the House by our representative, Rob Bishop, to name a Veterans Affairs Center after him. Nice. So it'll be called the Major Brent Taylor Vet's Vet Center Outstation. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. So he
0: didn't like oust somebody else, did he? <laughs> uh, no,
1: I think because it's new. I think it's okay. a brand. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> like, like, thank you for your service. Except yours was back like sixty years ago, so <laughs> You're, you got no relatives. Yeah,
1: yeah it's pretty cool.
0: There so. was. Uh, did you hear about the other uh, Utah military esque story of the uh, airman, the pilot, World War II pilot that just got brought back
1: uh, from Korea? Or from, uh, no, it was World War II oh. from
0: Germany, I think. Really? That's yeah. cool. Yeah, they had finally found his body, so they brought it to, or whatever was left. His remains. Whatever. Yeah. It's the proper... <laughs> uh, yeah. And they brought it back. That's cool. Yeah. it's.
1: I mean, it's weird. It's a weird uh, human thing yeah. to, you know, want remains.
0: Yeah, no, and, like, no one really... Yeah. They were all... I don't know. No one. No one really knew. I think anything. I was
1: watching Making a Murderer. <laughs> yeah, and they were, you know. So the the victim was Teresa Halbach. Uh huh. And it was either that or it was something else. Anyway, regardless, here's what happened. Right. The, or no, maybe it was a 9/11. It was a 9/11 thing. Mm. They, they're finding remains, little oh, little yeah, bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This family wanted a. I think they were Christian. I think they wanted like a Catholic burial. Okay. Like an Orthodox Catholic burial of some sort, mm-hmm. and they're after they got uh, a bone of mm-hmm. their son. Mm-hmm. It's like the mandible or something. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, because people were vaporized. Yeah. So the priest said no. He's like, "You have to have at least three parts." <laughs> I'm like, "What the hell? You can just break the bone. Here you go." This is. And so they they didn't do it. They kept their son's bones. In their house, it's they had two little bones, uh-huh. and then the the feel good part of the story was that these DNA testing has come so much further. They're still f- trying to figure out whose remains are whose, right? Uh, it, for, it, the, at ground zero, right? They they found another bone oh, okay. of this guy, so he had three, so they could do the proper burial. I'm like, come on, man, letter of the law, spirit of the law, here, you That's know? Funny.
0: Uh, well, it's not funny, but it's funny because I uh, was listening to Jim Gaffigan. Over the weekend, and um, he's got a new bit about uh, saints. We know we talked like two seconds about saints last time, and uh, apparently, you have to perform two miracles to be a saint.
1: Yeah, and you have to be dead for one of them or something like (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah, so so pretty sure that like two miracles and three bones and
1: yeah, it's the Roman Catholic religion (laughs) criteria for crazy man sainthood. I'm pretty sure you have to be dead. Uh, uh, to be canonized as a saint, ordinarily at least two miracles must have been performed through the intercession of the blessed after their death. So you have to do two after you die. Uh, how? Do, okay. So <laughs> I think they, the last person they sainted uh, was, I think, Pope. I think the Pope, John Paul. Oh, yeah. And it was like, uh, you know, good things that he put into practice oh. are a miracle. I see. So to speak.
0: I see. All right.
1: Well, whatever. Okay, little, yeah. I don't know.
0: Whatever. He ain't no Paul.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a story in Indiana. Are you familiar with ALICE training?
0: <laughs> Are you familiar with Indiana? <laughs> I flew over it the other day. Um, No, I'm not.
1: ALICE training is an acronym for uh, shootings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Alert, Lockdown, Inform, Counter, and Evacuate. That's probably one of the worst ones I've ever okay. heard in terms of trying to remember something. Like, I Please don't know. excuse my dear Aunt Sally. I don't know why better. they do that
0: because in the middle of the shooting, you're not going to be like, No.
1: Okay. <laughs> Alice, Alice, which one are we on? Are we on the I? I think we're on the I. <laughs> who are we supposed to tell? I don't know who we're supposed to tell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Or I, skip that one.
0: Yeah, we'll go to the C. <laughs> okay, Get your hockey puck. <laughs>
1: Everybody got their puck? Where's your puck? Oh.
0: Geez.
1: How come you don't have your fucking
0: puck? I didn't know. I didn't know that you spelled Alice with an h. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it's Alice. Hockey puck uh, alert lockdown. <laughs>
0: I mean, that, that was a great callback, and oh. only people that have listened to it for a while could have known, but I'm not going to explain it. No, the only one I like but. is...
1: It's <laughs> not even an acronym. It's just Run, Hide, Fight. Just right. remember that one. Right. Anyways, in Indiana, yeah, they were doing uh, active shooter training in an elementary school. Yeah. And they were shooting the teachers with pellets. Yeah, like you do. <laughs> <laughs> and they would take teachers in in groups... Right? Uh-huh. And the other people were just standing outside the room, and they could hear the other teachers screaming. Right. And yelling and shouting in pain. Because they were being shot with these pellets that actually left, like, welts and bruises. Were they,
0: like, oh, they're airsoft guns, aren't they?
1: I have no idea. I'm just wondering what the point is. <laughs> what the point is okay uh Uh-oh. well
0: whoever was in charge of this is a lunatic i can almost guarantee you that it's someone that tried to join the military but couldn't <laughs> get it i i i i promise right. you <laughs> yeah i mean it, like, and they for some reason thought that this was a a good idea i want to know who orchestrated this like who i want to know i want to see his face right i so I just don't get where these schools... So, I'll tell you a story. My
1: dad was a therapist and worked for, like, Child Protective Services, right, when I was a kid? Right. We were in junior high, and we had this motivational speaker come, Okay, and it could have been an SNL bit, dude. Uh Like, it was this old dude... No.
0: He lived down by the the river?
1: Really. Like, (laughs) he was like a 40-year-old dude with, like, a a comb over, Uh, and he had uh -uh. some, like, uh, some woman who was supposed to be... The attractive co host, you know? <laughs> we're sitting in the cafeteria, which is where we also did our uh, gym, like the okay. assemblies. Right. Right. For, I don't know why we weren't at the gym. But anyway, so we're sitting in there, and they, they are taking contemporary songs and changing the words, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And, like. Did you see Weird Al? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> What's that song like? Uh, I'm. I'm laying naked on the floor. Jewel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lying
0: what a... naked on... da, 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 I need da, to know the lyrics, though, da, because... Da, da, because I don't
1: remember. Uh, it's actually Natalie Ambrulia, but whatever. What? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. I thought I saw a man brought to life. He was warm.
0: He came around. He was dignified. Yeah. I just Googled Jewel lying naked on the floor, and that was... <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm cold and I am shamed. Well, whatever, okay? If I find it later, I'll tell you. The point is that he changed the lyrics to try and be, like, more motivational about how hard junior high life is, Uh right? My dad saw more kids come to his office at the Department of Child and Family Services because of this guy that the school paid. (laughs) Like, he messed kids up who were legitimately going through a hard time. Uh He messed them up. Like, the things he said, they were like, no, that that made me feel worse. Do you believe that? This is the same thing. Like, someone goes to the principal or the superintendent and pitches them an idea. You know? Like, I have the best active shooter training in the world. (laughs) Tell you what. You know what I mean? I use blanks. I use pellets. I got
0: grenades. Like, they actually, um, they did that here. At, Salt, at Slick, Salt Lake Community College, they did use blanks, and they actually shot uh, – well, just blanks. Just blanks. Yeah. Which, whatever. I'm, you get the I'm, idea of what it sounds like, fine. But this whole situation did – we, did we explain exactly what happened? I don't think we've even explained what happened. About they were doing a training. Yeah, but they, they shot them execution style. Yeah. yeah like, oh, yes. This wasn't like, hey, we're going to do a scenario
1: where we barge in. And cha 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 show you how quick you can shoot and kill people, right? Right. Uh, you know, like it doesn't take long, as we learned from our Parkland episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take long, and so you're, you're right. There's they made them like kneel on the ground, blindfold. Were they blindfolded?
0: I don't know. And Probably shot them
1: not. execution style on the head with a pellet.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, like it doesn't make any sense. They it's only not, it's com- so completely unnecessary.
1: Well. Is this the is this what is this what we've come to? Oh my God. Yeah, like training teachers to know what it might feel like to get killed execution style, like to what what what's the point? You know, how are you supposed to train for that? I don't understand this training.
0: You know, I I just don't get it. Sorry, I'm reading the story. No, it's cool. Uh... Read it out loud. Okay, no this so. Is... <laughs> There's a guy, a school safety expert, and his name's Ken. You want to guess what his last name is? Uh, (laughs) It's Trump. (laughs) Shut up. Is it really? Yeah, but I don't think he's the one that orchestrated it, but they said that uh, there's a Trump said he's heard of a growing number of worker compensation claims and even some litigation stemming from teachers' injuries during these type of trainings. Yeah, they made him sign waivers
1: and stuff. I just don't think it's the only one I can I remotely understand. Is to, is shooting a blank so that maybe someone who's never heard gunfire, yeah, could understand what it sounds like. Right, because we talked about this in Parkland that maybe the teachers weren't sure what that noise was.
0: Right. No, you I, know? I think that's that is a scary thing to to do, but I think that it's also. Educational, I think yeah. that it's as good. Like
1: we're gonna shoot a blank in the hallway, so you can hear what it sounds right. like.
0: But actually shooting projectiles, it just why? What does that do? It's not a game. No, the, that's what the you
1: it, get shot it, with it, an airsoft gun. You're like, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. they're like
0: making this into a game of airsoft. I, right. you know, I used to play airsoft, and we would do this. Like, but we'd go out and <laughs> and and no, like uh, this is stupid. This I, is um, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. This is some guy. <laughs> <laughs> who is a military whack job? Right. That didn't get into the military because he is a whack job. Right. And he's like, "Oh, let's put this together, man. It's going to be great." Well, and I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, this is why I want to know because I have a, a very strong feeling that yeah. that's, that's what happened.
1: I, I, I have a daughter. I just, I already told Ashley, when she gets to elementary school age, I will be going to her class and asking the teacher if she knows about the hard corner. Right. That's that's kind of the extent. You know, I don't care if they've been through a training where somebody barged in with an airsoft gun. Right. I want to know do you know what to do? Like I don't want you to engage. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Like just we we talk, it it all comes back when we talked about Parkland on that episode. It so many lives would be saved. If they knew about hard corners, right, and had like that little—remember the fire hose? Right. You put a—it was a strip of fire hose you put over the the hinge of the door, and you can't open the door, right? You know, even though he was shooting through the windows, which would hard corners would have stopped that, right? So anyway, uh, th- those are the things that I would be asking if when my daughter goes to school, you know. So <laughs> this thing of like, it reminds me of Milgram. Do you remember the Milgram study? Mm-mm. It was like. He he had a uh, what's the word? A participant in a study mm-hmm. uh, push a button that would shock someone on the other side of a wall. Oh, right. To the point of death. Jeez. It was fake. Oh, okay. but but they kept pushing the button to the next level higher. It was like progressively the shock would get progressively higher. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like sixty six percent of people would keep pushing that button. To the point of killing the person or to the point where they're not making any sound anymore. Like for the first ones, they're like, ow. And then they start screaming like, don't do that again, you know. And they would turn around and say, I don't think we should continue. And the person running the study would just say something along the lines of, it is essential that you continue. It's essential to the study that you continue. And it was all a demonstration of power, of how power is perceived and Mm -hmm. what people will do. You know what I mean? It's completely unethical, and because of that study, a lot of ethical standards were changed because it messed those people up. Right. You know, but it proved this point that, like, people listen to power. It's it's kind of Nazis. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how that spun into this. Yeah, but no. That well, you know, (laughs) it just reminded me of that. Like everything leads into Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) Just it just reminded me of that. Like where these teachers are out in the hallway. Right. Haven't gone through this yet. And they hear other teachers screaming in pain, and they decide I'll go in.
0: <laughs> well, the the people, the sheriff's department that did it said they told, or the teacher said they told us this is what happens if you just cower and do nothing, and uh, then they shot him <laughs> what? with the with the with the airsoft rifle, the airsoft gun, point blank. Like, what? What's
1: the point? This is like.
0: Solving the issue from the wrong end—it just doesn't make any sense. I just I don't anyway. Know. It, this, it's dumb. It's yeah. dumb. <laughs> it doesn't make <laughs> any. It, it didn't help at all. Makes it never would. No sense. Uh, it's I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, like all that airsoft gun hurt. You know a real bullet must really hurt. Yeah, it's know. it's almost like training a dog. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like like uh, somehow the pain is going to right. I don't know. Yeah,
1: teach them how to, like I said, teach them how to lock the door, teach them in hard corners, stack desks,
0: do whatever. Right. Anyway, um, we're gonna take a break. Uh, when we come back, we have some uplifting random headlines. <laughs> you know, no airsoft uh, executions. <laughs> Jewel covered the song "Torn." By the way, <laughs> so all right. Well, it was still Umbrella uh, yeah, first. Whatever. So. Lying naked on the floor. Um, nice pictures of Jewel, uh, dogs, uh, stylish suits, and fences when we come back. At the K&R Suit Experience, we have hundreds of suits in the only color you'll ever need. Blue, blue, this shade of Blue! All suits in stock are 42 regular. Smaller than that, get it tailored. There are tailors all over the city. Open a phone book. Are you bigger than 42 regular? We can't help you. Look elsewhere. These
1: prices are so low, they're driving us mad. Why are we burning these suits? For warmth. My grip on reality is weakening. Must lower Prices. KNR Suit Experience in Little Detroit, next to the abandoned police station. If you see "God is dead" written on the side of the collapsing overpass, then you've gone too far.
0: We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. Random headlines. Shut up. <laughs> uh, all right. So okay, we
1: announced it, even though we got a, the guy. I know. It. It's
0: because I don't know. I guess I could be like a news person. Lay breaking news here. Dog has perfect response when a reporter asks how he copes with the fame. <laughs> so this story sorry, is out of Australia. This story is out of Australia. Australia. I was watching uh, something with him the other day. Anyway. Uh, Stanley, a border collie in Perth, made an appearance on a local news channel, Network 10. Uh, this week... After a video of him catching a tennis ball went viral, so wow. this dog caught a tennis ball, and uh, I know <laughs> first a one. A lot of, lot of heavy news in uh, <laughs> in Perth, Australia. Um, so here is the man uh, interviewing the dog, and they say that the dog's response is perfect. So let's let's take a look here. Okay, I actually haven't really watched this. So, how are you coping with all the fame? Oh. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, like most celebrities do, the dog uh, took the microphone cover and ran away <laughs> with it. You know, that's normally what happens. You know, you get uh, Beyonce, 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 how are you coping with the fame? And so she how just. You know, <laughs> and so <laughs> so how are you coping with all the fame? No. Bites the microphone and runs away with it. are you coping with all the fame? Oh, Just, good dog. These
1: poor guys <laughs> that go to journalism school and then have to do these...
0: To interview a dog? These pieces out in the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say that Stanley's in need of some many, uh, media training. Um, but uh, he, he did a, he did an okay job. But uh, maybe he'll uh, go on to catch more tennis balls like they do. You hope know? so. Like dogs. Yeah, hope so. Um, our next story is from... Grease, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Greasy New York. Yeah. Rosa Ferringo's new suit takes recycling to the extreme. Suit? Yeah, well, you see her little suit here. Oh, okay. Or whatever you it's want like to call it. It's like a skirt suit. It's a Hillary style. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what does it look like it's made out of? Uh, like uh, macrame, like hemp does kind of look like hemp, huh? Yeah. The 75-year-old woman from Greece in western New York. She doesn't look 75, I'll tell you that. No, she's like... Phew. It's like a high 40s. Yeah. <laughs> um, in western New York, wheeled away the winter. wheeled, Wild? Mm-hmm. Knitting a skirt and jacket from filmy brown bags scissored into thin strips that were tied together to make yarn. Filmy? I don't know why it says that, but base they're 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 Feel they're me. plastic grocery bags. So, the the plastic bags that you get at the grocery store, she cut them up into shreds and she knitted a this whole suit out of them. That is, <laughs> I don't know why this is. Her daughter Fran Bertel tells the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle that Ferringo has been knitting and sewing since her childhood in Sicily. <laughs> So uh, if you want to really Ooh, start close-ups. recycling plastic bags, we can start making clothing out of them for when the apocalypse happens, right. and we need to make clothes out of I mean, hemp. That I is mean, impressive, but it would be really loud. <laughs> well, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wonder what it does sound like. Also, like a plastic bag rubbing uh, against plastic I'm, bag. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on, on a limb here. This is not a stylish suit. It is. uh it's, no, I mean... It's, <laughs> it's pretty ugly. I mean, she definitely... She she could have made something a little more stylish. Could like some buttons? Yeah. Like maybe wear a brooch? Yeah, or something. Something. I don't know. It just looks, it looks heavy. I wonder how hot it is. It's got to be hot. I want to make something now out yeah. of out of, uh, out of this. It's got to be freaking hot. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As we just totally destroy her idea.
0: Oh. Okay. So this next story... Uh, I'm going to play the video for it, and if it doesn't uh, fill it in enough, then only we'll took, talk about it. I only took 300 bags. Sorry. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've got 300 bags right now. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. So this is in Santa Rose, California. A North Bay homeowner was forced to cut down his brand new fence. So Veronica De La Cruz shows us he decided to give the neighborhood quite a view. I think it's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's
1: great. This tea party is the talk of the town in Santa Rosa. This censoring yeah. naked. I, I wasn't know. planning on making it being a big publicity stunt. <laughs> this peep show on Peterson Lane is Jason Windus's <laughs> response to a city order to hack his brand new fence in half. I put this fence together for my dogs so that they had a place to run. As you see, I got a big dog. I got two of them. And they can just clear this fence no problem but someone complained that the corner lot fence was blocking sight lines at the nearby intersection. You want me to cut my fence down, now you get to see what's behind the fence. Does it make you feel uncomfortable? Uh, i don't know when so now that you say it for the,
0: quote,
1: i like this guy who yeah.
0: i like the his style in time of adversity he chooses humor Windows, <laughs> a local moving company yeah it is a American hard time right, right now so home? if oh, you job. didn't get the uh what happened here in this story is uh this guy built a brand new fence a really nice fence for his dogs so that they could you know hang you know, out it looked news. like a
1: 3 footer yeah by the way
0: uh i think it was six. I don't know.
1: didn't look that tall. Oh, the
0: dogs? So the fence is six foot tall. Oh, was it? But he had to cut it down to three. Oh, he cut it down to three. I got you. So he built a six foot fence, real nice new fence, and uh, a neighbor complained and told the city that it was too high against uh, the city ordinance. Right. And uh, he's got, his dogs are massive. Couldn't see past the intersection. Yeah. Yeah. Some, I don't know, whatever. Some whiny neighbor. Anyway, Yeah. so this dude cut the fence down half of it, down to three feet, and he set up a tea party uh, of naked mannequins. Naked mannequins. And a big sign that says, uh, spot reserved for my nosy neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The thing that most disturbs me, though, is that this news
1: station chose to blur (laughs) sensor blocks over where the genitalia
0: (laughs) or the breasts might be. I just wonder... I want to know if those mannequin had like really lifelike nipples <laughs> maybe they just because did it for most effect. mannequins are just, you know, rounded over in right. those areas. Just did it for maybe, maybe it was a really, really hard nippled, you know, just mannequin. Anatomically
1: correct. Yeah. I, but even when they were doing like a far away shot, they had them
0: blurred in the background. Yeah. I don't know. Come on. It's a mannequin. It's a mannequin. <laughs> you can go see a naked one right now. Yeah. I've got one locked in my basement. <laughs> 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 that one looks real. Oh, <laughs> um. Well, oh, let's save this. Okay. Um. You know what we're gonna do next? It's time. Is my music isn't working? <clears throat> it's time <laughs> for
1: the Onion or Infowars. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's back. In a while. Yeah. The segment in which I read a headline from the Onion and a headline from Infowars and let Spencer guess which is which. Sometimes they get tricky. It's true. last one
0: you did was really hard. (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah.
1: Trump administration sends list of Russian collusion liars to TV producers. Okay. Next one. William Barr declares Mueller investigation fully exonerates members of Reagan administration from Iran-Contra involvement.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's... One again, <laughs> yeah. Let's hear okay. the first
1: one. Trump administration sends list of Russian collusion liars to TV producers. Okay, and the second one. William Barr, our attorney general, declares Mueller investigation fully exonerates members of Reagan administration from Iran Contra involvement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I the first one is uh, the first one's Infowars. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right.
1: And as always, I try to fact check Infowars, and this is totally. True. Wait, really? Yes. What do you mean? (laughs) Let me just read you something here. Okay? Okay. Oh, man. I just can't believe this happened. This is a memorandum from uh, Tim Murtaugh, the director of communications for the Trump campaign. Uh Uh-huh. Two television producers dated today. Or, I'm sorry, no, the 25th of March. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's regarding, the subject line is, credibility of certain guests. (laughs) Okay. As you know, Special Counsel Robert Mueller's report found that no one associated with President Donald J. Trump's 2016 campaign colluded with Russia, despite repeated uh, offers from Russia-linked operatives. Wait. Well, that's weird. I never heard that before. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The Special Counsel also made no recommendation on obstruction, which which is a decision in itself. Using the information provided by Mueller, the Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General determined that there was no obstruction. This is all the result of of the special counsel's 2,800 subpoenas, 500 search warrants, 500 witness interviews, 40 FBI agents, 19 lawyers, and $25 million in taxpayer funds. The only way to interpret these conclusions is as a total and complete vindication of President Trump. The issuance of these definitive findings comes after two years of Democrat leaders and others lying to the American people by vigorously and repeatedly claiming there was evidence of collusion. They made many false claims without evidence on your airwaves. The list of guests who make outlandish false claims includes, but is not limited to... (laughs) Senator Richard Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut. Representative Adam Schiff, Democrat from California. Representative Gerald Nadler, Democrat from New York. Representative Eric Swalwell, Democrat from California. DNC Chairman Tom Perez. Former CIA Director John Brennan. And it has, like, quotes of of what he said, uh-huh. of what these guys said. Um, <laughs> the point being here is that the Trump administration is – Trying to tell these news agencies that they can't have these, okay, can't, they shouldn't have these people on their news anymore because they made false claims about the Mueller investigation. No.
0: Trying to censor.
1: This coming from a man who has made claims such as he knows more about ISIS than the generals. Right. That he knows more about rockets than anyone. Right. Uh, that he's in love with Kim Jong
0: Un, <laughs> that he has the biggest brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? I don't know. Everything we played on the last yeah, episode, like,
1: <laughs> like uh, it's just amazing to me, and I don't understand how this isn't tantamount to a First Amendment claim, right? You know what I mean? Right. They can go on there and say whatever they want. Yeah. It's like. It's the new like it's a I know. It, usually it's an opinion show. First yeah. of all,
0: he's done this is not the first time he's he's gone after like SNL and right. You know, he's this is unfair, this is not right. The FCC should look into this. I will say this about um about Colbert and Kimmel and SNL. Um I actually think that now that we have, you know, m- at least a gist of the results of the Mueller report, that they have um, done a disservice to the Democratic Party because they have made so many jokes and so many. Uh, I mean, Colbert was like, you know, every every night he's like, Trump's gonna be in a jumpsuit, you know, right. he's gonna be in jail, which I never thought was ever going to happen. Even if they <laughs> right. found things, I I never thought he would be get in jail. No, and I think that that led a lot of the American people to think um, that that was going to happen. And I think there was a lot of disappointed people when the report came back, as far as we know now, at least that um, he didn't collude. And now I think that gives the, the Republicans a springboard to end some legit, not legitimacy, but some ammunition for their fake news agenda. Yeah. And that that sort of thing and i think that will uh ultimately everything that they all the jokes they made and everything will help the republicans in the next election.
1: Right. Let me i got to read this part to you. I'm sorry. Okay. This is the end of it after they've named all these people that they don't want that they say uh whatever.
0: Mhm.
1: Um moving forward, we ask that you employ basic journalistic standards when booking such guests to appear <laughs> anywhere in your universe of productions. The universe of productions so like indignant and just passive aggressive. you should begin by asking the basic question: Does this guest warrant further appearances in our programming, <laughs> given the outrageous and unsupported <laughs> claims made in the past
0: i I thought for sure you was going to for the company <laughs> no you should ask the question, what would Jesus do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just watched Office <laughs> space, so I was thinking
1: now every time you do something, ask yourself. Is this good for the company? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. At a minimum, if these guests do reappear, you should replay the prior statements and challenge them to provide the evidence which prompted them to make the wild claims in the first place. The American people have been bombarded by these accusations through the media for two long years. They have been told that their legitimately elected president, lost by three million votes, had colluded with Russia, a claim proven to be false. At this point, there must be introspection from the media who facilitated the reckless statements and a serious evaluation of how such guests are considered and handled in the future. Listen, like I said, this is a guy who said that he would have won if three million uh, illegals didn't vote. Right. um, Talked about his largest inauguration crowd. um, (laughs) Let's see. Here we go. President Trump has made 9,014 false or misleading claims. <laughs> I just Googled it, people. This is a guy who lives on outrageous claims. Yeah. This is all he does. Every rally, every interview he does, he is making outrageous claims. And this all started with the birther movement. Right. Where So where's that? Why wasn't he not allowed back on news shows I know, after right? he made such an outrageous claim yeah that Barack Obama wasn't born here. <laughs> right.
0: He is the biggest hypocrite. I I's it's crazy. It's uh, crazy.
1: Crazy. So, uh heads up. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that uh any of these news organizations care. <laughs> no, I I can't They clearly imagine. released this memorandum.
0: Right. Uh to make fun of him anyway. That's funny. Yeah. Well, InfoWars was some real real news. Yeah, it was real news. Way to go, InfoWars. I think uh think that merits uh, their the song we're talking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you alex jones oh um so earlier when i was uh googling random headlines i ran across this uh quiz okay and um it said it was the hardest quiz ever I have no idea how long it is, but we're gonna take it. Trump and, say that uh, no. <laughs> and if it's too long or stupid, then we'll uh, I'll, I'll cut it out of the the okay. episode. But the quiz is how well do you know the century of warfare? So this is uh, the twentieth century was full of conflict and war, which okay. ultimately changed the balance of power worldwide. From World War One to World War Two, the Cold War, and beyond, the 20th century uh, was a century of warfare. Which actually, you know, yeah, it's uh, totally true. true. Uh, so we're gonna take this quiz here and we'll see uh, see if we how well we know it. And I already don't know that I know the answer to the first question. All right, let's I have do a it. guess. How well do you know the century of warfare? What year did World War One start? 1917. That is not one of the answers. Nineteen eleven, nineteen thirteen, twelve, or fourteen. I think. Oh wait, it's, no, no, no. Ended in seventeen. So I 14. think it's fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. That was correct. Bing. We did it. All right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's multiple choice. So that helped us. Win. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ended okay. ended in seventeen. Oh, I know this one. What was the name of the plane that dropped the first atomic bomb on Hiroshima? Uh, you would know it. Ah. Uh. Do you want? Do you want the answers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, answers yeah. are actually pretty easy. kind of box car. I don't no. know what that is Memphis Bell. No, Spirit of St. Louis. No, or Enola Gay. Enola Gay. Yeah. yeah, Enola Gay is the answer. Uh I knew that. I knew that without the. Yeah, uh, you did. Without the question, you did. Oh, this one's stupid. <laughs> uh this is not a hard question. World War One is also known as which of the following? The Great War. Yeah, the Great War. We won't even go over the other answers because that was a dumb question. <laughs> what What is that movie where they're like, someone refers to it as World War I? And they're like, why are you calling it World
1: War One? Is there a second one coming <laughs> or something? No, I know. What is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a really funny line, whatever it was. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to bug me. Why are you calling it I World War I? I wonder if War it's one? Family Guy.
1: Maybe. It definitely sounds like a Family Guy joke.
0: Because they go back in time all the time. Yeah. Um, when, oh, I think I know the answer to this. When did Germany make its last payment on reparations for World War I? Uh, probably 1921. No. Really? 98, 1998, 1960, 1985, or 2010. Oh, see,
1: I was thinking that Hitler just probably stopped. Uh, 1998.
0: That's what I think. Oh, no, it's 2010. Wow. I did not know that. Reparations for World War I. Germany signed the Treaty of Versailles, Versailles only after other countries threatened to invade if they did not sign. The treaty was signed five years after the assassination of Archduke Franz, Franz, Franz Ferdinand, and Germany, made its last reparations. I thought they stopped paying. Yeah. Like, Maybe it came this, back up after. It
1: must have come back up after World War II because Hitler was embarrassed by the Treaty of Versailles. Right, that was that's, like the that whole was, rise of Nazism. Right.
0: That was the biggest thing. Um, I think I know the answer to this one: the sinking of which ship by a German submarine? Lusitania. That is correct. <laughs> Good job. We're nailing this quiz. You got it. Which country did not declare neutrality during World War II? <laughs> <laughs> France, Spain, Portugal, or Switzerland? Did not.
1: Did not. So yeah, Spain declared neutrality. Portugal. Well, France. France didn't declare neutrality. Yeah, they were they invaded. They were invaded. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? We're neutral. <laughs> hey, man, we're neutral.: be cool, right? We don't want.
0: It. <laughs> Just pass on through. Just pass on through. Where do you want to go? You want to go to Normandy? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which country lost the most soldiers during World War II? Russia. That is correct. Um Russian military defense estimates the Soviet Union lost more than eight point seven million 8. soldiers. Eight point seven million soldiers. Japan lost two point one million and the United Kingdom three hundred and eighty three thousand and the US death toll was over four hundred.
1: Eight point seven million.
0: Wow, why? That's I can't crazy. even do it.
1: So they lost sixteen times more? Yeah. I didn't know that they Why? That's more than that's more than the Jews. Yeah, it is. 8.7 million? I mean, the Stalingrad, man, they all froze. Oh, yeah. You know? Even though they were more prepared than the Germans, their front was just massive. That's why the Germans couldn't get through.
0: Yeah. I don't know the answer to this. Who invented the term Cold War? Stalin, Eisenhower, Patton, or Orwell?
1: Oh, man. I'm going to say... I I'm going say Eisenhower. Eisenhower. That
0: would make sense to me. Oh, George R. Orwell. Orwell. Huh. He wrote the book Animal Farm, satir- satirizing, satirizing, Stalin, <laughs> satirizing. Stalinism coined the term, uh, anyways, an animal farm. Interesting. To answer. Orwell. Yeah. Anyway. Huh. Are you bored yet? No, no, no. That's good. An explosion on a battlefield in which country was heard in London in World War One? France. Correct. That was, I've told
1: you about that explosion, remember? Did you? It was a few episodes ago. It was the tunnels that the Allies all dug together under France. Uh-huh. And they had no radios. They synced their watches. Oh,
0: right. You did tell me about that. And it, that. like,
1: lifted the ground, and Germans were buried, and they, they were like, what the hell just happened? They ran away. Right, right. It was crazy. That explosion, it was like a whole documentary on Netflix. They said it was heard
0: 140 miles away. Yeah.
1: And timed with, like, watches, like...
0: That's crazy. you got to
1: make sure you wind your watch. You're going to miss the explosion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so the United States sent which country 20,000 Bibles during the Cold War? France, Yugoslavia, Soviet Union, or Romania? Soviet Union. <laughs> it was Romania. I, I knew it. It was 20,000
1: Bibles? Yeah. Interesting.
0: All right. Well, we'll pick this up some other time. Do you want to do this... Uh, Mount Everest glaciers? Sure. So let's do our final story I have here. Okay. Uh, It's from Fox News.
1: And the reason I found it interesting is because they uh, kind of admit to something here. Just a little, little bit. Oh. A little bit. All right. Melting glaciers on Mount Everest are revealing the bodies of dead climbers, sparking concern from the organizers of expeditions to the famous peak. The BBC reports that global warming... Uh (laughs) Global warming is unlocking the deadly mountain's gruesome secrets. Everest (laughs) has claimed the lives of almost 300 climbers since the first attempt to conquer the mountain in 1921, two-thirds of whom, so 200, are buried in the mountain's ice and snow. Wow. Crazy, huh? That's and they have a picture of a body. I don't know. It's kind of gruesome. It, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's <laughs> skin's like white. I don't know. Gross. Whatever, man.
0: So Fox News—they just is admitted to global warming. Reporting about global warming. Yeah. How about that? What will happen next? <laughs> I don't know. It's man. Next, made. they're going to turn against uh, Trump, man. That's yeah. crazy. Ken, Ken Trump. Ken, Ken, Ken Trump. Trump from Indiana. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, thanks everybody. It's been episode 47. Find us at the Artek Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm Brian. I am Spencer. We'll see you next
0: time.